Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Day 699, Isaiah 21, Babylon. Ah, fallen, fallen is Babylon. This is a song that's echoed in the book of Revelation. Babylon becomes really a symbol of the world in its wealth and power and opposition to God and his people. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this chapter in your word about Babylon. Help us to see where Babylon is alive and well and active in the world today. Help us to see how it oppresses and suffocates your people as in, even as it entices and distracts and ensnares your people. Be our teacher, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 21. Fall and fall of Babylon. The oracle concerning the wilderness of the sea. As whirlwinds and the Negev sweep on, it comes from the wilderness, from a terrible land. A stern vision is told to me. The traitor betrays and the destroyer destroys. Go up, O Elam. Lay siege, O Media. All the sighing she has caused, I bring to an end. Therefore my loins are filled with anguish. Pangs have seized me, like the pangs of a woman in labor. I am bowed down, so that I cannot hear. I am dismayed, so that I cannot see. My heart staggers. Horror has appalled me. The twilight I longed for has been turned for me into trembling. They prepare the table, they spread the rugs, they eat, they drink. Arise, O princes, oil the shield. For thus the Lord said to me, Go, set a watchman. Let him announce what he sees. When he sees riders, horsemen in pairs, riders on donkeys, riders on camels, let him listen diligently, very diligently. Then he who saw cried out, Upon a watchtower I stand, O Lord, continually by day, and at my post I am stationed whole nights. And behold, here come riders, horsemen in pairs, and he answered, Fallen. Fallen is Babylon, and all the carved images of her idols he has shattered to the ground. O my threshold and winnow, my threshed and winnowed one, that what I have heard from the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I announce to you. The oracle concerning Duma. One is calling to me from Seir. Watchman, what time of the night? Watchman, what time of the night? The watchman says, morning comes and also the night. If you will inquire, inquire. Come back again. The oracle concerning Arabia. In the thickets of Arabia you will lodge, O caravans of the Dedanites. To the thirsty bring water, meet the fugitive with bread, O inhabitants of the land of Tima, for they have fled from the swords, from the drawn sword, from the bent bow, and from the press of battle. For thus the Lord said to me, Within a year, according to the years of the hired worker, all the glory of Kedar will come to an end, and the remainder of the archers of the mighty men of the sons of Kedar will be few, for the Lord the God of Israel has spoken. This is the second very specific time-bound prophecy that we have found about someone's destruction here in Isaiah. And it, it just is an emphasis again that 
the Lord is sovereign over the nations and he can name the time. He can tell us when things are going to happen because he's the Lord of all of them. The wilderness of the sea. Why would Babylon be called the wilderness of the sea? Well, Babylon was sort of an island city that sat in the middle of the Tigris River on sort of an outcropping. And it was surrounded by water. River flowed through it, under it, around it. Um, it was kind of secure in that way. And so beyond the river, there's desert wilderness. And so there's all this desert wilderness, and then there's water, and then there's the city in the middle of the water, in the middle of the desert wilderness. Whirlwinds in the Negev. In the southern part of Israel, below the Dead Sea, to the west of the Dead Sea is the Negev, this desert land that largely belonged to Judah. Um, and it's known for dust storms, sandstorms, whirlwinds. Um, those get blown across from the Arabian Peninsula, from uh, from present-day Saudi Arabia um, and some of those countries through like Jordan and all that. So it comes across these sandstorms and they're terrible. They are really, really terrible storms. And so just like these terrible, terrible storms that come, here's this vision, this vision that says that uh, the Medes, the Medes and the Persians, that's I think who's referred to here as Goab, O Elam and O Media, um, but I think that these are the, the Medes. The Medes were the ones who played a role in the downfall of Babylon. It was very quick in a night. Remember Belshazzar? Um, Bel, yeah, Belshazzar, the king. And he's in, in uh, Daniel chapter 5. He's, he's drinking from the cups and eating from the gold vessels that were used in the temple of the Lord and all of a sudden a hand appears and writes many many tekel parson and he says who can interpret this for me this is all taking place in Babylon Daniel comes and Daniel says oh your days are numbered you've been weighed in the balance and found wanted and your kingdoms have been given to the Medes and the Persians and so they were it was the Medes who uh, brought a swift end to the Babylonian Empire by betraying Babylon into the hands of the Persians and you had the rise of the Medo-Persian Empire with the laws of the Medes and the Persians. Remember all that from then Daniel 7 and from Esther and the, the, the Persian Empire. All of that is what happens, and this is being foretold a long time before. This is in 715, maybe 711, 710, somewhere around there. Um, and so all that's not going to happen until like the 530s. So it's a long time off. It's almost 200 years before this is going to happen, but it's being it's being told very, um, very specifically. Look even at verse five. They prepare the table. They spread the rugs. They eat. They drink. Arise, O princes, oil the shield. All of a sudden, you're going from banqueting and feasting to warfare. Warfare time, okay? Because they're coming. The horsemen, the riders, they're coming, and uh, everything is going to be overthrown very very quickly fallen fallen is babylon verse 9 and all the carved images of her gods so in revelation 14 and 18 this refrain of fallen fallen is babylon is repeated but it's repeated about rome who's going to be destroyed and that's given like that's given like probably in the mid 90s like say around 95 or so 96 97 
AD, and Rome doesn't actually fall until, like, the first sacking of Rome was right around the year 400. So it's hundreds of years ahead of time that the fall of Babylon in Rome is foretold in Revelation, just like here it's foretold in Isaiah about, let's say, about 200 years before it actually happens. Because God is the sovereign Lord of history. And later we have this proof because of what happens to to the um, Arabian archers who are mentioned toward the end of the chapter. That that fall within a year is, is God's proof that he's able to take down nations when he says. And so Babylon will be fallen. Even though at this point, the irony is Babylon's not even the great power on the scene yet. It's still Assyria. So it goes Assyria and then Babylon and then Persia. Before Babylon is the man, Babylon's still a city. It's very powerful. It's part of the Assyrian Empire, sort of. Uh, politics in the ancient world is complicated. But, um, it's part of the Assyrian Empire, but they're going to rise and overthrow the Assyrians, and then they're going to be overthrown. They really have one great ruler, Nebuchadnezzar. You've probably heard of him. Um, and after he dies, the dynasty goes downhill pretty quickly. But this is God telling what happens. So the question I have is, why is it that Revelation applies Babylon to Rome when Rome's not Babylon, is it? Yes, it is. Because what Babylon is in the Bible, in the language of the Bible, is the wealthy and powerful ruling empire that oppresses, enslaves, ensnares, distracts, captures God's people. And Rome had done that, just as Babylon had done that. Later, it was others. Who is it today? Right? We have corporations and we have massive media and we have social media and we have all these powers, but America is the most powerful country in the world and we are certainly not a godly nation and not God-fearing and yet we have had have uh, persecuted, ensnared, oppressed, distracted, enslaved many of God's people. So from ancient Babylon to ancient Rome, to modern America. I think we've got this trajectory. The idols are going to crash. Babylon is going to fall. We need to be aware and we need to be faithful to God. And then we have some other oracles toward the end of this chapter. Duma gets an oracle. One is calling from Seir. Watchmen, what time of the night? Duma is is uh, Edom, right? It's a little play on words. It's Edom. Seir is this uh, prominent city within Edom. And the people are calling from Seir, from, from Edom, Duma. Watchmen, what time of the night? What Watchmen, what time of the night? And the watchman says, morning comes and also the night. If you will inquire, inquire, come back again. In other words, they're sort of inquiring of God, but not really. Um Duma, by the way, taking Edom and making it Duma, Duma means silence or stillness. And so the idea is God's not going to like tell you what you want to know when you want to know it, right? So here are these Edomites, and they're not really God-fearers. They're sort of related, though, because remember, they're the descendants of Esau, right? The brother of, of uh, Isaac or of, of Jacob. Um, and so they're related, but... They're kind of demanding that the God of Israel answer them. And God is basically putting them off and saying, you know, there's going to come a time and a place for everything. And it's all going to come when it comes and you don't need to worry about it. Um, if you really want to hear from God, then you need to seek him 
with like an earnestness that's sincerely wanting to seek him, not just wanting him to answer your questions. You ever known somebody like that? They just demand that God answer their questions, even though they don't really believe in God. That's kind of what we have there with Duma. Arabia, there's these fierce uh, archers in Arabia, in Kedar. Kedar is a place within Arabia. Arabia is part of present day Saudi Arabia. Um, and, and, uh, the Kedar is, is an area within there where they were known for their fierce warrior archers. So here, God says, the, these people in Arabia, they are going to be overthrown. Within a year, the glory of Kedar is going to come to an end, and all the archers of the mighty men will be few. This is a very specific and time-bound prophecy. Most prophecies in the Bible are not specific and time-bound. They're they're general pictures of what God's going to do in the future. But every so often, he names something very specific so that when that thing happens, we can be assured that the greater thing that's yet to come is coming. So I think what's happening here is God saying, look, the Kedar archers are the glory, the mighty men of the sons of Kedar, and they're going to be taken down within a year. Just note that. They're going to be taken down within a year. So when I speak against Edom, and when I speak against Babylon especially, that will also come to pass. Here's the lesson for us. What's our takeaway? Fear the Lord. Believe his word. Jesus is coming again. All evil will be done away with. There will be a judgment day. What we heard about yesterday in the parable of the minas and having to give an account to the king, we will have to give an account to the king. Like The, the Bible's true. <laughs> These things have happened. They are happening. They will happen. We should fear God. And we should not fear Babylon. We should not fear Babylon. Because Babylon is already fallen. Sentence has already been passed. All the kingdoms of men who raise themselves against the Lord and against his glory fall. Because God alone will be exalted in the end. So let us fear and worship him. Let's pray. Oh, Father, how we need you. How we need you. How we need you. Be our God. Be our trust. Be the keeper of our souls. Be the builder of your church. Be the glorifier of your name. We love you. Because you first loved us, we are thankful that you've rescued us out of Babylon and brought us into your glorious kingdom where we can serve the king whose kingdom never fails. Help us to fear you and serve you and not to fear Babylon and serve its purposes any longer. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for Isaiah 21. Tomorrow we will go on to chapter 22 where we're going to come back home to Jerusalem. Hope you can join me for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord.